Comedy talk at its worst. It's the Lunatic Radio Show. can't hear myself, but that's fine. At least the show's on. Uh, welcome to the LR Radio program. I'm Kieran. That's Chris Italia over there in the snowy uh, Manhattan streets of New York City. Hell yeah. Snowstorm in the Northeast today. I know we're doing a podcast, but I get excited. Yeah, now I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Where's your volume now? Now I can't hear you. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get, get to... There we go. Are you there? Yes. Man, now I can hear you. Something's going on with my... No, it's not. Was it drowning it out? What Did Zoom change their whole thing? I don't I can't run my studio like I used to because now I use Zoom and Zoom just been fucking us up all morning, morning, night. <laughs> I don't know. You you're just try. You're the only person I know that has the setup that you do. It's like, <laughs> way too. It's my, my, it's a, it just sounds like you have more than you should have. I have way more this. than I should have. They have. Yeah. Yes. And everybody else is usually like the most simplest shit, and like it sounds great. Yeah, they go live. They, they have no issue. They pop on anywhere. They're going live in the yeah. park. They're going they, live at the street corner. They use Zoom. They use yeah. FaceTime. They use whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, and I'm sitting here, and I got thousands of dollars of equipment, and I can't work any of it. Right. <laughs> yes, I know. I get it. It is the LR show. Welcome to the program, everybody. Uh, random questions, if you have those, obviously. Random question at Lunatic Radio, if you want to. Do that. Follow us on the social medias at Lunatic Radio, Twitter and Instagram. And apparently I'm learning from Chris because I am not on the TikTok thing. I try to limit my. Uh, I'll my, post like the, the clips of this on TikTok if you want. Like the promo stuff that you do. The promo stuff. On, what? what about, don't you do those videos sometimes? No. Those what? Promo videos? Oh, the ones I do for the. Uh, oh, the ones I do for the show. Right. Like on the I'll thing. Them, yeah. I'll put them on the stands. Uh, on the stands TikTok. Oh, nice little uh, little funny clips for the kids. You know, we'll get all the we'll get all the likes. Let's see what. I- <laughs> yeah, you sent me a clip for the radio program. I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm on. I had to download TikTok to get the clip, but then I realized I couldn't even play the clip. So whatever. Don't get hooked on that TikTok, man. It's porn. Yeah, well, that's what you were saying to me. That's what I was going to transition into. Straight up, apparently, porn. it is porn. And I like I want to I want to applaud the people because it, if it is porn, that will obviously be something I'm interested in. I will buy that stock. <laughs> My, <laughs> that stock. I, don't, I don't think they're publicly traded. Yet. I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna publicly trade my jizz all over. Scroll, scroll, scroll. You know what I'm saying? You didn't buy into AMC or GameStop this past week. No, Doge is the one that I'm all about right now. You bought Doge? No, I had a buddy uh, who my a coworker. Who bought Doge uh, before? Like the whole the dude uh, the dude from Bitcoin tweeted about it like days oh, before. Much. 
And he bought it. He bought like 4,300 shares. And then he, he, he bought them. Did. Yeah, my friend did. And, and uh, so I'm rooting for him to gain some money. I think he's up 500 bucks. He's not going to see a big return for a while. Yeah. I, I guess he's going to hold on to it. I don't know anything about that. That's a hold'em thing. That's a hold'em. First of all, cryptocurrency is all fucking. It's abracadabra. It's just fucking. It's not real. You know what I mean? There's no. Right. There's no. Li- there's no limit to how many shares you can you can sell. So it just. Right. Anytime, anytime, uh, any Bitcoin thing or cryptocurrency wants to increase their their stock or whatever, they can just do it, and it doesn't matter. And then the price goes down and down and down and down. Nobody buys it. Right. Yeah. So. so yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest any newbies or anybody like testing want to test the market to uh, go and do that. Uh, well, that's what all the kids are doing nowadays, right? They're all jumping in. That's the latest craze for the last they're week. Also, they're also killing themselves too. You hear about the guy who killed himself because he put all this money in cryptocurrency on Robinhood, the Robinhood app, and then it crashed, and then he just couldn't believe it. He didn't realize that not only was he gambling his money, he was also taking margins out on Robinhood and he owed them like hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> and he just fucking jumped off a fucking roof of his house. That's it. Game over. Wow, how tall how tall was his house? <laughs> yeah, man, big enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. I I think people view Robin Hood and those apps like it's almost like video gambling, right. video games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and all the video gamers, all the gamers are on that stuff, and they talk about it while they play on Twitch. You know, and like they'll say, "Oh yeah, I just made three grand in the last hour on this thing or that thing or whatever," and it's just not really real. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's getting so, everybody I mean, excited. I mean, look, I, I've I've only you know I have I have a guy that I've used for a long time and he kind of like doesn't tell me anything. He just Is that a good works. sign? He, when he, guys no, controlling he your just, money? He's he's like a, an estate planner type of guy, mm-hmm. family planner. And he, you basically give him your money and you have to trust him. And I did. I, I've known this guy forever and he's always done well and so like he says, listen don't even, don't even think about trying to do this shit yourself. Just give me the money. I'll show you returns. Right. And he always does. And he's great. And he's, you know, kind of saved me financially many times. Did you text him during the week? And we were like, hey, well, he, what about fucking I, AMC, bro? Anytime I text him about a stock. He says, anything, he says shut he up. Tells me, he tells me shut the fuck up. <laughs> so then, you know, like naturally over the last couple of years, I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, maybe I'm good at this. Maybe I can call something out, you know? So like I, I sign up for one of these mm. things. And I, you know, I'll throw some money into it and like play around, you know, like just nothing big, just enough to like, you know, wet my beak basically. Right. Goof it around. Like a few months ago, I made a, I made a nice chunk of change on which, you know, I was shocked that we made a chunk of change on this stock called NIO, NIO. It's an electric car company out of, out of uh, China. Right. And, you know, I bought it at like fucking, I don't know, 12 or something like that. And now it's reached over 60. And, you know, that was a great buy for me. And then, like, I actually sold a few shares off just because, you know, I got to fucking pay for this albatross <laughs> of a restaurant that the, I'm sitting in. The money pit on that you're, night. Yeah. By the way, Chris is broadcasting uh, live from the money pit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, there he is. He's live. You know what? You know what? It used to be the money pit. You know, it used to be the money, and it was all our fault. But now, now it's not. Not your fault. No, now it's fucking everybody right. else. They can go fuck themselves. Do you go to therapy sessions, and you have the guy say it's not your fault, like the uh, therapist guy, like in Robin Williams in that movie? No, other people say it. <laughs> people that come in and notice that the place is empty, and they go, "It's not your fault, bro. It's not it's your brutal. fault." It's just- well, I, I know you were saying, you were like, hey, I want to do the show. I got some things to say. And I was like, all right, Chris, go ahead. You can, you, I'll give you the so, platform. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been on this. And, oh, by the way, you know, before you get into this, tell us about TikTok really quick because it's for porn. So, is that it? So anyway, anyway, so it's basically porn and stock tips. Don't listen to the stock tips. Just watch them all. <laughs> There's this thing going on right now called a silhouette challenge mm. where a girl like comes on video and she's just kind of like you know in in like full clothes or pjs or whatever completely covered up and they're playing put your head on my shoulders a remix like a hip-hop remix of it right and then all of a sudden like a light flickers and it turns into a red red like your like your background right now right that's just and like then you just see the silhouette of the girl in the, in the dark just either naked <coughs> With her panties and, and underwear, uh, and underwear or panties and bra on, and it's just like, oh my god! <laughs> it goes from like the girl you see. Wow, you see the girl in the sweatpants on the street. You're like, man, her ass like, is no probably big deal. great. She looks cute. You know, it's one, her, you know. Yeah, but then now you know. And then all of a sudden, just bam! It's a fucking nothing. I gotta get on there. I'll be doing that later. I think. I mean, yeah. I showed you, right? Like, can, can I just do one? I don't know that? if you can. You might you might kill your camera. <laughs> you might destroy your web camera, whatever you're using over there at the stand NYC. Yeah. See that? Put it up next so people can hear it. Wait, I mean, they're not going to be able to see it. Oh, there it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, then it's all, wait, let it go. Hold that up quick. I can't see. Go to the right. Go to the left. Do something. There we go. Holy smoke. Watch from the beginning. Watch from the beginning. It's going to come back. Yeah, I'm hearing it. I mean, look at that. Look faintly, at that. yeah. Yeah, good for her. I mean, but the, every other video is that. Yeah. Because, of course, it's a, cha- it's, a, it's a challenge, right? Yeah. So if it's a... It's a silhouette challenge. Now other hot chicks do it. Yeah, and because, so hey, I got an ass. I got tits. So I'm going to do this. As, as, as you're scrolling through TikTok, every every five videos is that. Chicks, love, just going, chicks love the likes, man. They love the likes. No, you know, and I was pontificating earlier. It's like, you know, we're in, a, we're in now different times, right? We, we've, we've gone through the Me Too movement. We've, you know, gone through a lot of stuff over the last couple of years to make sure, like, Women aren't, you know, objectified and all that stuff. The Me Too movement, then, yeah. But then this shit comes up. And it's like, how can I not think sex when I see that? I, what can I do as a, as a man, as a, as a, a red-blooded fucking American? What can, what can I do? You know? Yeah, yeah I'm not. I got I to think of that and look at that and go, oh, my God. Like, that's something I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no other thing. As men, as men, we are getting very toyed with from society and social media. I don't watch that video and go, "Oh, I want, I wish her well." You know, (laughs) 
I wish I wish I had nothing but happiness. No, I think fuck. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know if I can turn I'll turn to you know my girlfriend and I'll go, hey, can you do this for me? I think I had a buddy at work whose girlfriend this. did that. I, yeah. I didn't know what that was until you explained it, but then you showed the picture of the girl. Right. And then I was like, oh, my buddy's girlfriend did that. He was but showing it, it to it, me the other day. But if it's not that, it was something else. <laughs> yeah. It's not that. It's another one. Everyone's twerking on there. Everyone's showing their ass. Right. Everyone's showing like their boobs, side boobs and all that stuff. It's- but yet as men, we can't be like, oh, great fucking ass. It's men. crack. It's yeah. crack. Yeah, you can't it's say that. crack and porn at the same time. You get addicted and you're scrolling like... By the time you know, the time it's over, your hand is fucking all, you know, fucking in one. You can't move anymore because you just it's in this position. Right. So you're saying right? the Me Too movement and the titillation we see on the social medias is driving men bonkers because <laughs> yeah. we don't know how to act. It's reg- <laughs> like you're, you're, you're regressing us. Everything you helped us achieve. On one side, you're me. you're telling us not to curse and objectify you, but on the other side. Yeah. We can see your body. <laughs> Whatever we want. Right. Everything you've helped us achieve over the last couple of years yeah. is now slowly deteriorating. Because what are we doing? We're quarantined at home. We yeah. can't go out. Just this fucking... is our entertainment. And you're watching TikTok and all you're seeing is hot chicks. Yeah. In their underwear. And it's like, I don't know what to do. Just fucking J-O-ing. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Go for, that. go for the broads out there, you know? What are you supposed to do with that? Uh, well, look at it and go, oh, well, you know, uh, good for her. You know, I, I don't know. This is, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Good for her. Good for me. I'm going to go to the. <laughs> <laughs> care of myself. What do you want me to do with that? What do you want me to do with that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean. I can't not look at that and not be, get excited. Like, I'm a man. Like, I'm a, I'm a real man. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with it? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we said it like. I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago, we were like, man, any girl you know, like any girl you know that you meet on the street or in high school or in college or at work, you're like, there's a place on the internet you could probably go find her scantily clad. <laughs> She's somewhere. And now it's, now that's a, that's commonplace. Now, that, now they're doing it for likes and they're doing it for followers. Yeah. So they can, and they so like they can, it. It's so not a shady, right. so it's not a shady. Some kind of compensation. But, so then you're like, oh, wait a minute. They're showing off their ass for compensation. What is that? Yes, poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I stumbled upon, not to go back into the porno, because I feel like I always do that on this radio show, but I did stumble upon, as I was scrolling the other night, uh, it, of a video that was labeled, you know, this certain porn star's name, and she's like, and it's a certain porn star's name banging a fan. I'm like, isn't that just being a hooker <laughs> like isn't that just being a hooker like that's well, what that it is a lot doesn't it i, I think so porn stars do that for like a big you know for attention and stuff i don't they that, do it don't i think that is something i, I don't want anybody to quote that, me that's like a big deal if they choose a fan to do that with it, right it, it goes viral yeah in the porn community yeah they, yeah they're all like that people like that the fans like yeah. that <laughs> obviously the fan that's getting banged like that i don't know it's right I don't know. You wish you were one of those people. There's no, there's no rhyme or re- No, I don't. I really, I really wouldn't want to. Be- would, I, I don't have an apparatus. That yeah, it's going to be most miserable. The, the, the most pers- people don't. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm not. Those girls are taking lumber, man. I'm not. I don't have that. <laughs> I was just going to be surly at this. I think it'll be a disappointment. Maybe one of them. I think even one of them, like, even like with a, like the old Bridget the Midget that can literally stand probably right here on my console and just be <laughs> head height with me. I mean, yeah, I think that girl's vagina is too big for me. You know, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not working out. That uh, That's not going so good down there. <laughs> uh, you haven't uh, you haven't had a and you you were dating for a while. Pretty steady. Well, you know, I'm fine. I, you know, I don't, need, I don't need vagina. I'm like, I'm like getting to the age where it's just like you gave up again. I'm not, no, I didn't give. You never give up on the vagina. It's always there. But you, like you said, but the, I mean, the social media is holding me over. Like you were just explaining for the last. But 10 that's minutes. crazy because I've never been that way, and now TikTok has made me that way. Yeah. Well, I, now I got to explore TikTok because I have not, uh, I have not partaken in the old TikToking. So I gotta I gotta go on there, and I feel like it'll be my new my yeah, new. I mean, look, it's not good because it takes up a lot of your time. <laughs> That's all I got, like man. That's all I got is time. Because you're like, there can't be something better than that. And then like two swipes later, it's like, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you show her you. You fucking, you did that silhouette challenge better than she did. Yeah, yeah, they had, they, I, yeah. I guess these challenges on TikTok is like finding a, um, like a fucking storage uh, <laughs> container full of great stuff. It is rough. It's <laughs> just digging through the fucking rubbish, and there's always good stuff behind it. Yeah. So I got on probably. I started. I started a TikTok for the stand over the summer. Yeah. And then like I, I kind of ignored it, and then. Uh, Think maybe I jumped in like late fall, and then I just like, oh my god, <laughs> and I've been addicted ever since. Uh, like and you know, I, you I know, I was like getting nervous because they, remember they, they, were, they were gonna shut it down in America. Yeah, it, and then like Trump comes, I got a great plan. I got a great plan. Walmart's gonna come in and buy TikTok, <laughs> so all you TikTokers will have home. So TikTokers, yeah. Basically producing porn. Yeah. That's what's going on. By the way, Rim in the chat room, uh, did you nail GME? By the way, I told a friend to buy GME thinking it was GM. <laughs> so he spent like 60 bucks on a share of General uh, Motors. GM? <laughs> I don't have the. Anyone take stock tips from you? <laughs> Who is this moron? <laughs> I told him, I was like, I don't know anything about stocks, and I just proved it by having you spend 60 bucks on one share of General to, Motors. Listen, to get in on G on, on GameStop, you had to get in early. Otherwise, yeah. you're buying a stock that's coming back down to earth. Yeah. No, it did. Hey, but isn't it good to, like, buy stocks on based on, like, social media trends or no? I mean, for a, a brief period. You, it is if you jump on early, early on yeah. the trend. Yeah. But yeah, then right. if you come in late on the trend, you're fucking yourself. Yeah, but you're also you're spending a shit ton per share. So why would you even jump in? It depends on where you buy. So like, so GameStop was in. You know, you, when you first when they first started this fucking craze, you know, basically, you know, you know what it is like. The hedge fund managers shorted GameStop. They were they were buying a bunch of shorts against GameStop, which means they bought they bought shorts. That means the stock is going lower in price. Mm-hmm. So they were gambling on the fact that it would go lower in price, which it was because it had been trending down. All the stores are closing, all that stuff. Right. So th- it was a smart short. 
So what happened was a bunch of like internet, like, you know, gurus and like, you know, all these guys online twitching and playing video games. They all got together and they go, hey, all these hedge funds managers are shorting the stock. If we buy it at a low price altogether, we can raise the stock price. And then they have to buy too in order to prevent their losses. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, it does. So, so that's what happened. And then it went from like $3 to $300 plus. Dollars. Yeah. But you had to have been on that wave. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you, weren't on that, if you weren't on that initial <clears throat> wave, you know, then it's really nothing now. Now it's the, the, the fun is over. It's, now it's going to be just this thing that kind of fluctuates until it eventually falls. Right. But they decided to start doing it with other stocks. So basically um, they kind of determined or, you know, kind of focused in on like maybe five or six other stocks that would have, that would do the same thing. So they were all looking for what was shorted, right? Sorry. They were looking for what was shorted and they started buying AMC, you know, AMC theaters. Yeah. You know, buddy, right. AMC theaters, Nokia, right. This other thing called Naked, um, BlackBerry, which was down to like a dollar. All all businesses that are uh, should, shouldn't be trending. <laughs> are, yeah. yeah, basically trending all, low. All novelty. You know, they're like kind of novelty buys. To be honest with you, novelty buys. Right. Nostalgic so buys. I, I was I got on to AMC probably at the tail end, at the tail end of the rise. So I'm still. I'm still going to make a little bit, but not enough. Not enough to make a difference. And then uh, I got in on BlackBerry and I got in on Nokia. But, you know, I don't know that it's going to really make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're hoping, you're betting on stocks because I feel like you're sitting there and right next to you to your right inside the stand in my seat is like a pile of dirt and you're just sweeping up. No, just a pile of bills. <laughs> Uh, if you're watching the show live on YouTube, Chris is broadcasting from the stand in my seat. When you haven't, have you been open or are you shut at, down? At, at Kieran's advice. <laughs> <laughs> now I got to drive home in a snowstorm. Well, yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's been snowing all day in here. Oh, you're, you're supposed to get. Staying. You're supposed you're to get like a Make foot. Sure the signs behind you. Yeah. Make sure the signs behind you. Yeah, it's it's literally got a foot of snow outside your doors. And uh, we're broadcasting to three listeners right now. <laughs> it's really good. And we're an hour they're, late. Hour they're late. A lucky, they're a lucky three listeners. Right. Yeah, there you go. People get to see what it looks like inside a comedy club that cannot be open, right? Is, are you closed right. down right now? Correct. Completely we're closed. Here. We're closed. We're shut down. Yeah. Like, no, because of the governor. Well, <clears> you know, let's go, let's go through the timetable here, you know? I mean, what are we talking about? Governor Cuomo, right? This cocksucker, I call I call him needle needle nips. Needle nips, because his, because his nipples are pierced. You could tell through his shirts. That's kind of strange to have a governor with uh, pierced nipples. Hey, look, to each his own, right? Yeah. If that's what if that's what makes him go, he's some fine. shit, dude. That's if he, that's some old that's school shit. I'm not, not going to judge him on that, but I will make fun of him for it. Yeah. Now, what he's done over the last. He, well, what has he done to small... He's been it's opening been now, and shutting small been, business, right? It's been now 11 months. And he's 
decimated New York City single-handedly. Just the governor alone, not him and de Blasio, the mayor. The Bla- Here's the thing about de Blasio. He is a pushover. Mm. So if we push the memo- if we push de Blasio around, you know, and slapped him around, he yeah. would do what we asked. Right. Because he's just a little bitch, so it doesn't matter. But Cuomo is different. He's sitting up in his perch in Albany, and he's calling the shots from afar, and he's basically, you know, defiant to a, to a point of just not giving a shit. I mean, the gall on a guy to fucking open up Buffalo Bills playoff game to 7,000 people so he could go to the fucking game, all right? Right. But he can't open up a fucking bar, you know, in New York City at 25% is absurd. Like, what are you doing? You were telling us that live events in any way possible was a danger to us. But you're saying it yourself, no one else. Science isn't telling you that. It's just you're saying it because every state has different fucking rules. How is that possible? You're the only state that pinpointed New York City and said, you know what? You guys can't open. But Westchester, Long Island, which has almost as many people as New York City, mm. they can open up at 50%. So he's picking and, he's picking and choosing. Where- well, he's just shitting on New York City. I mean, he's just... Bitch, like really just turning us into fucking savages. Right. So for you, like, how, well, what what has happened to, you, to stand alone? Like, you were able to open, and then you had to close, and then you had opened up again. And what what happened over well, these last? Think about it this way: <clears throat> he took away the first thing he did early on was he shut us all down. Everybody got shut down. Right. Understood. We were fine with it. We were like, hey, you know, this is this is life right now. What are you going to do? So from March. Through, uh, what was it, June, mid-June, mm. we were completely shut down. There was no, no restaurant wasn't open. The comedy club wasn't open. We didn't do anything. It was completely closed. Right. Even the landlord we work with said, you know, I'm just going to evacuate the, compl- the building and no one's allowed in. So for, for about, for what is that, three months? Mm-hmm. Three months, we did nothing. So then what happens? He says, okay. You know, we're going to open up for, it's hot enough and whatever. We can open, open up outdoors. Cuomo for that, can, yeah. He allows you to open like you, outside you dining. Could, you could, no, not even outside dining yet. It was just like for pickup. You can oh, okay. do curbside, you could do curbside pickup, right. right? Which meant people now were allowed to go pick up food at a restaurant, which they weren't before. Right. A couple of weeks go by and he realizes, you know, everybody's fucking losing their minds. And he goes, okay, you know, indoor, uh, I mean, outdoor dining. Let's do this outdoor dining thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about outdoor dining is it came with fucking, it came with parameters. Like, you didn't, you weren't just allowed to put a few tables outside, you know? You had to build a fucking structure. Like basically, a fenced-in area. You, like a fenced-in area? What about fenced-in area? You basically building another restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> you, because whatever you're building has to last, right? I mean, it has to last, so it can't just be this one crazy, night thing, right? Yeah, it yeah, can't be like cardboard cutout fucking tables. Yeah, fucking wood uh, has to be fucking some kind of fortified, 
you know, uh, cement. And you're not going to take the stuff that you had inside the facility and put it outside on the street just in order to fill a table, right? You have no, those. So you go, so you go get patio stuff be, you know, for the whatever. yeah because of the weather, all, all weather type of stuff. Yeah, you weather, yeah, rains or whatever. Mm. So we started out. We didn't even have a roof, you know, because we're like, how long can this really be? Like, you, we don't. It can't be that long. Let's just put together a fenced-in area and mm. see what happens. Right. So three weeks go by. We start realizing whenever it rains, we can't do shit. So we start building this fucking roof. Now you're building a fucking roof, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the same way you would build a roof to a house, you were building a roof to a fucking... Over, over the sidewalk, street, in front of your right, place. Yeah. Right, right. Now, they sent after you build this thing, all of a sudden, they got a conscience. So what does New York City do? They start sending out parameters and, like, Rules of how the structure should be. Oh shit! So you got you like? Could if, you potentially you got fined if you didn't abide by those those rules? Mm. Yes, they find you. Oh, you motherfuckers! So dude. think about this in a pandemic. Yeah, in a pandemic. Yeah, when everyone's struggling and no one's making a fucking dime, these cocksuckers started finding people. For doing something that they were told to do. Right. What cocksuckers. God. I mean, damn think it. about that. We got fined because we didn't build our structure fast enough. Think about that. And so then how long does how long does it take to build a fucking structure? <laughs> Three seconds? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, they one day they were one day they were like, "Yes, you could do outside dining." So you start putting, you start buying shit, and putting tables you start outside. Putting shit in, like little by little, you're building this fucking thing. Yeah, right? you gotta figure I don't, it out. I'm not in construction. I don't got fucking right. carpenters on fucking call. Yeah, we just don't have a fucking yeah. roof in the back. We can just haul yeah. out here. We gotta fucking I'm figure doing, it out. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. this myself, man. Yeah, me and my brother and like whoever wants to help us. That's who's doing it. Did you other restaurants and, and clubs and areas ha- have roofs on the outside of their their sidewalk? They started building roofs because they went to, you know, some people started out just the way we did. Like, yeah. hey, it's summer. We'll just, you know, you know, we're really a nighttime business, so we're not crazy. You know, it's not crazy. My God, how do you even make yeah. it? How do you make any yeah. money? How do you yeah, make any own- money on selling a fucking a dinner to two, two people oh, when you got to put all that money into building another restaurant on your goddamn you know, yeah. We oh, had what a nightmare. umbrellas and, you know, we had like beach umbrellas and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it was, it was, we were getting by without a roof, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we just figured it out. Yeah. They told us our structure wasn't complete. And we're like, what are you talking about? You know, it's got three sides. You know, we're doing everything we were told to do or whatever. But for some reason, I don't know, we were missing like something or whatever. And, the warning came, and then we were fined two days later because we didn't do it fast enough. Meaning, like you didn't do it immediately. Well, but like how, we how? getting the stuff that we had to get. <laughs> right? To yeah, right. You got to order something, or or right. it you was know. like a Friday. It's so like really, right. where do you go on a Saturday and Sunday? Right, man. So they really that fucked. was they, they, that was the that was the first fine. <laughs> the first fine. That's the first fine. That's the first fine. And when was this? What was over the summer? I would say that was early summer, maybe spring, maybe maybe late spring, early summer. Right. Like what, uh, whatever. It was, what am I saying? It was probably two weeks into, two, three weeks into outdoor dining, mm. which was late June or July. Sorry. Right. I, I got the time wrong. 
So after that, uh, what do we do? <laughs> I feel like you're gonna start crying. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. I'm just, you know, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, I, I mean, you have to go through all that shit just to sell a dinner, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And 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 you got to have spacing. But by the I, way, so here's the other thing. Like originally, they go, you know, you're open up for, you open up for bars were opening. Yeah. And then they realized people just getting shit faced on the street because they hadn't been out in a long time. Right. So now they go, oh, but you got to have food if you're going to have a drink. Right. So, so now people who wanted to just come get a drink couldn't do that. And they had to buy food. So now you start seeing less people because not everyone's down with that. Right. And it's like literally on your table, you have to have, if there's an alcoholic beverage, you need to have a sandwich. Have a food item. Food item. For each person. For each. You can't even share fries. Holy shit. So you can't, Wow. That's and the thing is, people are like, hey, I don't, you know, why can't we just pick on fries? It's like, hey, guys, we're not making this rule. We don't give a fuck what you do. But I'm telling you that if if you don't order food, you can't drink. And, you know, they're going to come and find us. They just are. So, and then we'll be closed. And they'll take away our liquor license. They were threatening people with liquor license suspensions. Jesus Think Christ. about that. Yeah. They would come in, and if they saw a fucking... Two or three violations, they would yank your license that day. Sometimes they'd give you a, a you know, they give you a first fine, mm. and then you have to pay that fine, and then you're like on a probation basis. Are these fines like ridiculous amounts of money? Or are they so like the first fine is twenty five hundred dollars? Jesus Christ! The second fine is five thousand. The third fine is you're fucked. Yeah, that's <laughs> the third fine is they fine you whatever it is, and they so like take the co- your, they take your license, which basically means our business is done. I, is it like I don't know? It's a, I feel like it's more the way you're describing. It, it sounds like it's smarter just to stay closed. <laughs> you know, at least you know what you need to do. Like I, I don't know. A lot, I, it, of, it, a lot of big, a lot of big chains absolutely did that because hmm. they could afford to stay closed. Absolutely. So, like, let's say, let's say, like Danny Meyer, who's like you know Shake Shack. Yeah. Danny also owns a huge like. I don't know, group of restaurants. I mean, I could say he maybe he owns like fucking 15, 20 restaurants in Manhattan yeah. outside of Shake Shack. Yeah. You know, he, in his mind, it's like, well, let me close down half of them so the other ones can survive. Right. You know what I mean? He'll take staff and from one place, put it over there. Mm-hmm. And so he closed down a lot of his restaurants. And, um, you know, just... A lot of places just said, fuck it. Like, um, what's the point of this? You know, like, we're, we're never going to make what we're supposed to make. Mm. You know? Um, how do you, so, how are you even, like, how are the lights on? I mean, I feel like it's a nightmare. I mean, I know during the summer, as things were going along with your comedy club and, and people are, you're doing outdoor dining and stuff, you were able to bring in some entertainment to put on the sidewalk. Like, you were doing stand-up sets like uh you know people were doing them in the back of cars but you were doing them in front on the sidewalk and you're having and then you had the legion of skanks in there doing their radio show on certain nights and stuff so it seemed it seemed to be working for a little while it looked like it was working so i'm really not supposed to talk about that oh shit but i will say will say this i will say this Hmm. 
it's a very strange thing when they tell you there are no, you're not allowed to do any live performances, mm-hmm. but you're allowed to have people dining outside. Right. So if I have a comedian 10, 12 feet away, how the fuck is that make things worse? Right. Now they're saying, you know, and they were citing science says that fucking laughter spreads the virus. Oh my God. But if you go on the CDC website, there's nothing about laughter spreading the virus. There's nothing about laughter or live performances increasing your chance of getting coronavirus. So this was kind of just like, you know, some, some professor from fucking John Hancock University or fucking Cornell or some shit may have said this at some point and the politicians latched onto it and they took it away and basically made this mass push to shut down every theater, every fucking concert hall. They were literally saying laughter could kill you. (laughs) So you can't have a comedian at your place. Right. Outdoors. Outdoors. Indoors. Yeah. Forget about indoors. I'm not even talking about indoors. Okay. Because we couldn't even use indoors at all. At some point, did you go to them going, how can I survive? Did you ask them that? Ask who? I don't know. I don't know. Who to talk to? Do you think they're going to fucking get on the phone with you? I don't know. The guy did. like, you got to talk. There's got to be somebody. We have a friend. We have a friend in the mayor's office. Yeah. She's the nightlife mayor. And basically, she's the person you turn to, you know, to to fucking kind of like get some advice. Right. Hey, we're a nightlife business. What? How do we survive? And, you know, as best as she could, she explained the situation. And and the risk of doing shows mm. is... Even if you had the comedian on the sidewalk, 12 feet away, with a mask on and a microphone, that was not here's, good enough? Here's what we did. Yeah. We, had, we literally had the comedian inside the stand. Okay. So indoors, because you have those opening, you have those big opening doors. Right, those big opening doors in front. Right. There's a, there's a. What kind of doors are those? There's a, there's a uh, whatever. uh, Like bay doors or something. There's bay doors. Yeah. yeah. And they, they spread completely open. Mm. There's five, six doors. Yeah. Then there's a marquee, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Above them. And so, above it. So literally the comic is standing at the edge of the entrance, mm-hmm. right? Inside, literally inside the stand. Right. Right? So he's not even outside. He's inside. Right. He's got a mask on. He's got a microphone. He's away from everybody. But because he's making them laugh, that's illegal. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, the loophole is, guess what? There was this thing. It was somehow... Something people forgot. Trivia is allowed. Trivia is allowed. Which means someone comes up to your table, asks you questions. Uh-huh. You answer and you get a free drink or a meal or whatever the fuck it is. That's allowed. I think this is sounds. So we, so we use that. Right. Uh-huh. The, big, the other big thing was they don't want any amplified sound, which means if you're on a microphone. Oh, yeah. Whatever, that's but for trivia, you're allowed to use a microphone. And this sounds so fucking. If one of our employees wanted to read specials, 
Yeah. Or like, hey, right now, if you order a round of shots, you get this for free or whatever. They can actually use a PA system. So that's the loophole of kind of how we got away with doing some stand-up shows outside. Right. Wow. Dude, what a fucking bizarre world. That one is. night, one night, we had a we had like a buyout. Somebody wanted to buy out the whole outside. They wanted right? to buy it out. Oh, well, like a, like like for, for a, a party, party or something. Yeah. Right. They bought it out for a birthday party. The guy hired a mariachi band. Uh-huh. Play. Yeah. Again, not amplified. They're just playing, you know, mm-hmm. acoustic, whatever. And so they're singing, right? And I guess this caught the attention of a fucking SLA agent who was walking in Union Square and heard the music. Oh, Jesus. So he fucking comes rushing in with his fucking badge around his neck and sees people outside having dinner. Enjoying themselves. Here's the problem. There was nothing. When he got there, he realized there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Yeah. But because he needed to make a fucking stink about something. He did. Yeah. Fuck. Because there were two people standing while others were having dinner, we got fine. Two people were standing. So let's say let's say I'm sitting. At how do you table. do this? How do you even? How do you how do you go? Say, the, go yeah. You can get up five people per table. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I'm on a table, and I go, hey, I, you know, I want to see my, I want to say hi to my friend on the other table because it's a birthday party. Right. So the guy gets up, stand, he goes over, and like talks to the guy for whatever, whatever seconds or minutes. Right. And because he saw that guy standing and another guy, that was the fine. Oh, my God. And we're like, you got to be fucking kidding me, dude. How do you? Like we, and we looked at him like, does this, does this fucking satisfy you, man? You can't just give us a warning and I'll tell the guy to sit the fuck down? Right. What, what, and you, you understand what we're up against and you're going to fucking find me for a guy standing with his fucking friends? It was his friends. Right. What am I supposed to do? My God. So that's it. That's it. So now, now we're fucking warned and we have a fine and we have basically like, you know, you better be careful. We're going to be checking in on you guys. So right now, currently, you're completely. So shut. not only are you giving me a fine, now I have to be in fear. Right. For the rest of the fucking arrangement. If some fucking guy decides to stand up, I'm fucked. That's what you're telling me? You got to completely control everything that happens outside. Everybody. Every <laughs> movement, everybody. There's does. no freedom to it. You have to be a fucking Nazi and tell someone to sit the fuck down. And you can't even operate on a 25% level what your club well, is supposed to be, being like a, a place for laughter. And, and, at most, we had 45 people right. outside. At most. Right. Which is, we have a 9,600 square foot space. Yeah. That is made basically 10th. Of what we can fit in, if that. Leroy Jenkins in the in the chat room says, "Recall De Blasio and Cuomo," and he also adds, "They want NYC to fail." I don't know. There's some truth to that because yeah, here's here's the thing: what's happening? There's going to be a windfall at some point. This is exactly what happens. You know, properties go vacant. Mm-hmm. Both residential and, and commercial. 
And then big corporations come in and fucking swoop in and take it back. But what it does is it eliminates people like us, small business owner. Who right. wants to fucking open up a comedy club and, you know, with yeah. his brother and his fucking friends. Develop a culture to add to the culture. Yeah. Right. So it's like it eliminates me. I'll never be able to do this if I go underwater. Right. I, and, no, and nor will anyone else. The only people that will come back to New York City or think of starting a business as a corporate chain. Mm-hmm. So if you like TGI Fridays or you like fucking, right. you know, that's what's going to, that's what Manhattan's going to look like. It's going to look like Times Square. Right. A bunch of those fucking type of chain restaurants that can be, that can afford it. God, this opens up because, a whole can. I mean, you're the way you're explaining things is just like, I feel like it just, it's, it's right on par with other things that are happening in the world too, as, as far as, like I was reading an article in the uh, New York Post uh, just the other day about how um, have you checked your social credit score, like your social media credit score, like as far as what you say online. Are you do you have yeah. the, the whole article is about make sure when you're on social media, you have but the now, right I'm, opinions, you have the right I'm opinions. Now, I'm now at the point where it's like, dude, you know what you're doing to me. You know, Right. You think I'm not going to say anything about it? What are you ready? What are you going to do to me? Yeah. You're already, you've already fucking taken away everything. Mm. I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. You're just basically drowning me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fail. There's no, there's no saving us. We're, you know, another month of this and it could go. That's how, yeah. that's how see, like, I have to find ways to remain open. And right. all I'm trying to do is, continue to create jobs and continue to keep employees that are on, that are on medical, you know, on, you know, have health insurance and all that stuff. That's the reason we're staying open, dude. What do you think? I could have shut this fucking place down months ago, Karen. I could have just shut it down and said, you know what? It's not worth it. And guess what? If in 10 months, when things start opening up again or whatever, Mm -hmm. the landlord hasn't rented out this space, Maybe we can go back to them and say, we'll take it. Right. Wow. That's what we can do as business owners. Right. Because why pay for fucking rent? Why pay for utilities? Why pay for supply? Why? Because we're trying to do our due diligence and not just tell everyone that works for us to go fuck themselves. We can't do anything for them. Leroy Jenkins. People are already losing to uh, moving to red states without restrictions. Got to move to Florida to do business. I'll tell you right now. I had to, uh, you know, I had to do some things in Los Angeles earlier, um, mm. late in late August, right? So I drove out there, and like, <laughs> like two nights, I just drove to LA. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I did like, I did like twelve plus hours a night. Jesus Christ! It's a hell of a fucking ride for two days. And then on the way back, I took my time, and I had business in Austin, and I had business in uh, New Orleans. And I've been in Florida, so I took my time coming back. Mm. Austin is fucking wide open. And they have a low rate of infection. Their restaurants are open at 75%. Wow. And I asked people, I asked business owners, I asked, you know, friends that live there, I asked, you know, people I was doing business with, what's going on? You know, like, how are you guys able to do this? He's like, I think it's just common sense. Wear a mask, respect the rules. You know, don't be a dick and fucking get into someone's face. 
What I don't is they keep the distance. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. So if a city like Austin could do it, two plus million, I think they're up to three million people. Like that's a that's a that's a testing ground mm-hmm. for how it's done, right? I mean, dude, I was watching people like it was nothing. Like it was like nothing was going on out at bars. Indoors, outdoors, drinking, having fun, having meals. I mean, I took part in it too. And it's like, yeah, I don't feel unsafe here. People are wearing masks. People are keeping their distance. You know, they're just in their groups of friends. Mm. You know what I mean? They're not fucking commingling and stuff. You know what I mean? Because that was one of the rules, right? And I'm like, they figured it out, man. It's fucking weird, you know? And then I drove to fucking New Orleans and New Orleans has got heavier restrictions, and it's a fucking zombie town. Right. There's no tourism, obviously. No one's traveling there. And no one's out. And it looks like it's a dead town. It looks like it's going to fucking just completely go bankrupt. Right. Then you go to fucking Florida, and everybody's wide open again. <laughs> I mean, people are on the beach, yeah. partying. I, I, rented, I rented in a place right on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. And... I mean, it felt like any other time I was in Fort Lauderdale. Right. Yeah. And then I went to the casino, like Hollywood, uh, the um, the fucking Hard Rock. I went to the Hard Rock Casino for, you know, scouting a location for a comedy special. We're trying to do with another comedian. And 50% capacity, and it looked like it was done safely. Everybody's temperature was taken coming in. They had those, like, fucking sonar systems. That basically takes your heat and yeah. says you walk I in. went through one of those when I was in uh, Las Vegas. It was actually kind of cool. You know, they figured it out. You know what I mean? Like, Well, it's. I mean, New York City has always been the way it, it's been. It's always been like that. Kind of not, not like free like the other parts of the country. It, it's just been, it's just, it's antiquated. Everything we do is antiquated. Nothing is updated. I mean, the fact that you can't still, you still can't get a test here without waiting hours in line is what what prehistoric world are we living in? (laughs) I went to LA and I fucking got, never got out of my car and got tested. Right. And got my results a day later. Right. right? That's how I got tested here in Arizona. In New York, you can't do that. Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's just like, and then they're like, you know, basically all Cuomo does is blame the fucking president. Right? He blame Trump. He's like, oh, I can't do anything with a, with a Republican in, in, in the White House. You know, they're fucking with me. I'm you reading know? a... No, I, it was you telling Trump to go fuck himself. Now he's saying, now fuck you. So basically that was what it is. And by the way, things haven't got better since Biden got in. I know it's just a few weeks, but like nothing's changed. You know, we didn't suddenly get better testing once Biden got into office. So the bullshit that he was talking about, Cuomo, right? Mm. That, you know, things were going to fucking be easier once Biden was in office. We haven't got any relief from the government. There's nothing coming. We got nothing. Now, let's talk about the fucking loans, right? Because everybody's like, oh, be good to fucking PPP loan. Yeah. Let's talk about the fucking loan, all right? For the, the, the small business loan. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the fucking loan. So, the loan. 
I feel like I need some uh, Italian music for this. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the loan. Right? Yeah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, go have a go ahead about the loan. I'm in business now. Eight, eight, nine years? Nine years with the stand. Right. So the PPE loan, PPP mm. loan, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. They, they based everything on 2019. Now, I was closed for six months of 2019 because we were reopening in a new location. Yeah. So I only had six months of fucking revenue to show for it. So when they gave me a loan... They based it on six fucking months of operation. They think they purposely did that? You don't give a fuck. (laughs) When we cried out and said, hey, look, we were remodeled. You know, we went into a new location. You know, can you look at our our last two or three years? Mm. They're like, no, it's just 2019. So now. Have you gone to the dude at Barstool? (laughs) And told him this fucking story. You should tell that to Dave Portnoy. He's got some money over there. I mean, I, I was, I was thinking about it, but I don't know. I gotta make a Dude, it's a nightmare of a story. I mean, even when you opened up the stand, when you were, when you and I were doing a show back, you know, I don't know, last year or something like that. It was a mess. You were about to open up the stand, and then you told me a story about a dude coming. He's like, "Yeah, we need you need to fucking dig up your sidewalk because we have to replace some pipes." Oh, really? literally the week of <laughs> the week opening. of your grand opening. So yeah, yeah. Look, when you, you when you if you see pictures from the grand opening, you'll see like you'll yeah. see like fucking like uh, you know the a, a whole area in front of the place chained off. Yeah, because the sidewalk was. If you've heard, like I know, it would take about six hours. I mean, look, I, you know, to, for Chris to describe all of the problems he's gone through with opening up the new facility he's sitting in here. People to feel sorry for us, Karen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's no, I'm not crazy. saying you I'm not saying I don't think you're coming shit. across I mean, that way. We took the chance on a small business. Yeah. You know, that's our fault. You know what I mean? Like we have to deal with what comes with it. But guess what? Like I didn't foresee, you know, what happened with my partner, you know, him passing away right. and fucking, you know, it being such a fucking tragedy. Mm-hmm. That set us back. You know what I mean? Like we were fucking zombies for 2 months because we couldn't believe what happened to him. Right. And we still had to operate we still had to, to go on. You still had to do we, shit. We didn't have a choice, man. We had to do our jobs. You know, we never mourned that shit. We never got to mourn it. Mm-hmm. We never got to fucking go through it and fucking talk to people and fucking, you know, say the things we needed to say. We just had to go back to operating. So we're not even operating at a full tilt, okay? Because the owner's are completely fucking zapped out. We're exhausted emotionally and physically because we had just been through this build out for the fucking, for a year, mm-hmm. you know? And now we're dealing with the loss of our partner. And then not even fucking, you know, what are we talking about? July, Did- to, July to March, right? July to, we opened up in July, on July 16th last, uh, until 2019. Mm-hmm. And then in March of 2020, we're shut down because of COVID. Right. I mean, what is that? That's eight months. I mean, eight months, dude. Eight months. A new business basically has to shut down because of COVID. So now we're going through the motions with this PPP stuff. And we're like, okay, whatever it is, it is. And it'll probably help us. So let's 
go through the motions or whatever. So we do it, and then there's these rules, like you got to fucking 70% of this loan has, you know, in order for it to the idea is that the, the loans were, if used the right way, they would be forgiven. Otherwise, you're just taking the loan out, and you would have to owe them money. Oh, shit. So, yeah, who cares? So you got to pr- produce the like, first. I don't want yeah. to take a fucking loan mm. out because I'm I'm gonna have I already got enough debt, you know, from the build out and all that other stuff. So when they give you this loan for basically, you know, based on half of your less than what you would have in revenues, seventy percent of it has to go to employees paying salaries. Mm-hmm. So now I'm I'm hiring, I'm bringing in people that I don't need. Right, mm-hmm. because I'm not I'm not busy enough. Right, I'm bringing in people I don't need just so I can get seventy percent of the play, of the loan forgiven. Wow, think about that. Uh, yeah, and guess what? I don't mind doing it. It's part of it. Taking peanut people off unemployment. Right, I get it. It's a good thing. But seventy, but seventy percent, dude. Seventy yeah. percent. I got people standing around because there's not enough work. And you're paying them, but I have to, and I have to, I have to bring them back, and I have to pay them, because otherwise I owe the government money. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, so, and then thirty percent of it goes to rent and fucking other expenses, but it's not nearly enough. Mm. So you get through, you 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 fucking stretch that dollar for as long as you can, and you basically get through another four or five months. The loan's gone. Jesus fucking right? Christ. So How do you get up in right the morning? Around, right around October. How do you get up in the fucking morning? I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Right around October, all the restaurants and small businesses go, okay, what's next? We've gone through that money. Right. What happens now? Well, what happened was you had a fucking lame duck president that was fucking losing his mind. Right. And, you know, nobody wanted to make a move until the election. Right, the whole country was fucking frozen because they couldn't. Somehow they couldn't operate. Oh, the election's really stressing me out. You know, no one could fucking operate. Like, grow the fuck up, man. Right. Like, fucking grow it up. You know, the the, the things that people would say to us, like, you know, tighten those bootstraps. Like, fuck you, tighten the bootstraps. They've been tight for fucking years ever since I opened. Talk- yeah. What are you talking about, yeah. man? You don't know my business. You don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. No, I mean, like, what do you mean tighten my bootstraps, man? It's fucking ridiculous. What kind of advice is that? So, you know, like, you get some guys involved, right? You get some, like, then you go political, right? Okay, let's fight this with fucking politics. So you get Chuck Schumer involved, and you go to your city councilman, and you go to your state reps, and all these other people just to try and get them to, like, fucking say something, right? Right. So a group a group of people, there's, a, there's an organization called the National Independent Associations of Venues or whatever, right? No, it's called NIVA. And, you know, then they started the Save Our Stages Act, and they introduced it to be part of the next stimulus plan. Right? Never, never, next never going to reopen. <laughs> I had to do it. It popped in my head. <laughs> so that shit took forever, and they waited till fucking Biden was elected. Mm. And then basically through December and January, nothing happened because Trump was like, I don't fucking give a shit, I'm out. Yeah, you 79 know? days of hell. He didn't do anything. Right. He didn't do anything. And, you know, 
Most lame duck presidents won't. I don't know how. Like they don't fucking give a shit. Not anymore. motivated. They're not motivated to do yeah. anything. And, yeah. and not only that, he wasn't motivated because everybody was attacking him. Right. So, and he obviously he brought a lot of that on himself. But because of that, he, you know, completely just didn't think about it. And then, like Congress was playing around with the fucking six hundred or two thousand or the whatever, you know, money going out out of the country to fucking Nicaragua and all these other fucking places. It's like, just fucking pass the bill already so that people can fucking enjoy at Christmas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So finally this bill gets passed in January and then you look at it and you go, oh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> this sucks too. <laughs> so now we're like in this fucking place, right? Where the new PPP uh, is... You have a choice. As we have this, currently, we're stuck in. Like we're this, stuck in. We're stuck in this weird place. We're a venue and we're a restaurant. Venue, restaurant, right? Uh huh. So, as a restaurant or a venue, you could apply for another PPP loan, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a venue, a performance venue, which we are, you could apply for Save Our Stages, which got passed with the stimulus bill. Mm-hmm. But as you look through. The fucking rules, it's fucking all these fucking crazy shit. And you can't apply for one if you're applying for the other. So that means I can't apply for the loan if I want Save Our Stages. Now, Save Our Stages, when you look at the numbers, you may be able to get more, right? So you want the most you can get because you're basically on life support. You might as well go for as much as you can, right? Right. And the loan, you have this danger of paying it back and you may not get it as much. They basically decide you 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 can you can apply for the PPP loan and you can say this is what I need. They don't have to give you that. It's all subjective. Right. They just decide what you're gonna get. You know, so if I tell them I need a hundred thousand dollars, they go, nah, you need sixty. You know what I mean? Like right. it's ins- like like the mafia. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right. Well, Let me ask you this: if you if you 100. if you applied for the stage loan, like the venue loan, and the you sold loan, it, and it no, but if you like, let me ask you this, because I don't know, and I'm sure the people out there don't know, if you got that loan and then sold a cheeseburger, would you be fucked? No, but here's the here's this other, like you know you have to you have to, I mean you're you basically become your own fucking lawyer because you're reading through this shit. Yeah. And you're like, okay, let me let me. If I don't apply, you got and you got a certain amount of time to apply for the PPP loan. Right, you got a deadline, so you got to really decide if you're going to go do this other thing. You're going to go get this other grant. Right, right, and you're you want that other grant because it's potentially more money in relief. Right? right, but then you start looking at it and you start looking at the rules. And one of the rules, which was insane, was like you we have to have fixed seating in order to get. The grant. And I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I've been in rock clubs that are fucking, that have seats that they can, you know, put in and remove. Like, how many concerts have I been to where half the place is standing, half the place is seated? Right. You know what I mean? What are you, what are you talking about? How is this a rule? So, yeah, I mean, like, then you got to lie and say that it's fucking, yeah, yeah, we got to fix seats. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then they come check it. They go, hey, you didn't have big seats. You're not getting the grant. Fuck you. And you, you've you lost out on the PPP loan because time expired. 
Right. So you like, and then you lost so that reading, on the other one. So you're reading through all these rules and you're like, fuck, I don't, I don't think this looks right. And I don't know what to do. So like you go back to the fucking organization that, you know, basically wrote this bill and you go, Hey man, this doesn't look right. You know, what are we doing here? And everybody's like, Holy shit. I didn't even see that. And they're all flipping out because they're like, well, I don't have fixed seating. I don't have fixed seating. And so we had this thread, like this email thread with all these fucking independent theaters yeah. go, f- losing their minds. Yeah. And it's going to scare them and they're going to go do the PVP loan. Right? So what happens if that money's not, if you don't, the CWA stages, they allotted $10 billion or whatever it is. I think mm. it's $10 billion. If you don't spend a certain amount of that, no one gets anything. Holy shit. So there's the other fucking problem. So like, it's like, I guess I'll do the PPP loan either way because it doesn't look right. They can tell me at any time, not enough money was allocated. So they're pulling the Save Our Stages Act and you're fucked. So essentially what they're saying is this might just be a lame duck fucking, you know, thing that they passed. Right. And you might as well just go for the loan and call it a day. But if you look at the loan, all the loan really does is it keeps you treading water. Okay? Right. You're not, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't I didn't assume it would you would be living like high life. You're just trying to but keep those, the light on. But that Save Our Stages grant can be game changing for a small business. That can, they, it could actually allow you to reinvest in your fucking company mm. and do things that can make you survive a little bit better. Maybe you know, do more of a video <clears throat> thing and, you know, whatever it is, like add things that you normally wouldn't have added just because you, there's another way to make revenue, you know, get creative. That's the whole point. You know? mm-hmm. Like, but in the, with the PPP loan, you're not getting creative. It's just paying the bills. It just goes, it just goes. Right. So you're really stuck in the situation. It's like, well, I guess if you take, if I take the loan, that'll just say, that'll just save me another four or five months. They'll just keep me going another five months or whatever. But if I somehow get this other thing, maybe that that gets me through the year. Because here's the thing, Kieran. When things come back at 50% or 100% or whatever, I don't don't imagine that there's going to be this flood of fucking people just coming to this venue. I think it's going to be a slow build again. I think it's going to be. Just yeah, you're like going to have to deal new, with that. I think People it's just going to be like mm. opening up a new business again, like just opening up from day one. You know? I mean, the comics, not, the comics will be gung ho to do it, but yeah, the comics are all fucking moving. That's <laughs> true, and they got that problem too. Most because of them are in fucking different parts of the country. Because why be here? They mm. can't get on stage. The only reason they're in New York or LA is to get stage time, mm. and they're not. There's no reason to be here because. You're paying New York and LA rents and you're like, for what? You know, I can't even work. So what's the point? I'm not going to be there. So they've all moved to other places. I mean, there's half of the comedians there once was still in New York. That's crazy. You know, I mean, someone sucks. So good riddance. (laughs) (laughs) Weed out the herds or something. But, But like it's, it's a, and here's the other fucking caveat, which is, New York, man, it's just what a fucked up place. 
most states, I would say a good 16 to 70% of the states have some kind of state aid for the restaurant business. New York does New not? New York has not. Jesus not. Christ. Zero. Zilch. And why is that? Because you have... Because he doesn't give a fuck. Because of because Cuomo. He's, because he's saying we're already in debt. We have no, we're waiting for federal relief. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you basically fucked us. You never, you never had a reserve. You never fucking put money on the side to help your kids. <laughs> they got into trouble. <laughs> you know, this is it. You're fucked. So now you're like, okay, fine. Listen, it is what it is. They've got, New York has got no money. They're not going to get any money from federal relief. Okay, what's the fucking game plan? Give us a timeline. Let us figure out, you know, how we can do this. So in the fucking dead of winter, this cocksucker fucking says, we're closing down. You're not allowed to have anyone inside. Jeez. So what are you talking about? It's fucking 25 degrees outside. How am I supposed to have anybody outside? Right. Get heaters. <laughs> that fucking cocksucker, man. So let me, so let me show you what's gone on. Here, there are, there are fucking enclosed shacks all around New York City with propane tanks. On no fire. shit. That's a bomb. <laughs> That's a bomb. And people are eating next to it. Oh, my God. And they're and not. Now, yeah. And here, they're enclosed. Right. They're enclosed. Yeah. So it's like, wait a minute. You just built a restaurant outside with doors. Right. And four walls. Four fucking walls. So someone's walking in, eating dinner in a four-walled place, just like they would a fucking restaurant. Yeah, and propane smell. What are you telling propane me, man? Smell everywhere. You're yeah. allowing that shit? Yeah. You're allowing that to happen? I can't imagine that's that. Okay. But that's that, okay. Yeah. You're telling me that's okay? That's what people are doing yeah. because they threw up their hands. They go, I can't have an open structure in 25-degree weather. I have to enclose it. So yeah. I'm going to enclose it. And I'm gonna put heaters in there, propane heaters. Now we said fuck that because there's a rule that says you have to be licensed to handle propane, and you're not allowed to have propane in any shape or form inside a restaurant. So at the end of the night, I gotta leave the propane outside where it can easily get stolen. Yeah. So I'm not doing that. Right. Doing that. Yeah. Doing the propane thing. So you go, okay, electric heaters. Let's see what this, what, let's see what we can do with electric heaters. How do I get electric outside to that structure? It's not, you know, I have to go through the sidewalk or hang it over, which you can't do. And so to get, to go through the sidewalk and into the street, you got to call your landlord. You got to look. And this is the guy that, you know, has basically, you know, been fair to you, has what been, if- you know, Fucking a good standing, a good standing citizen. He's a landlord. We've we're lucky. We are fucking lucky. We got a landlord that understood our fucking challenge mm. and said, "I saw your business work. I understand it. I'm not going to kill you guys. I'm just going to ask for a few things. You know, if you guys are open inside, I expect rent. You know, I, you know this or that or whatever. He had his, you know, he was fair. All I have to say is that he was fair." Yeah, and he and he's done more for us than most landlords would, okay. But even he has a certain place where he's got to say, "Hey, I can't do that." So right. I'm asking him, 
can I fucking go through the basement of your fucking building and run fucking electrical wire through the fucking street and out on the sidewalk so I can build a heating system inside this fucking structure? No, you can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you go, okay, yeah. fine. That's out, of the, that's, out, that's out of the question. Landlord doesn't want to do it. I get it. He doesn't want anything to fuck with. Totally understand. So now you do it, okay, now we would have to do this somehow illegally or with tubing or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the fucking price and you go, is it worth well, it? I can't, I can't afford that. Yeah. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about not having a business. Right. Yeah. So, so now he's like, you're closed for the winter. Right? And it seems like the, every, every time we try, they allow you to do something, it, it's not even worth doing it because of the amount of rules and regulations they put into it. And I mean, it, so, it's, it's, it's an, what you've been describing for the last hour and 12 minutes has been nothing but a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It's a, it's an absolute fucking nightmare. Sorry guys. And I, yeah, no, it, no, it doesn't matter. I hope, I hope somebody, I hope people are taking the time to listen to this. Cause this is, this has been, I would imagine most people's small business now, nightmare has I mean, been kind of similar to what Chris is going to, if not, you know, uh, lesser or worse. Here's the thing. Because we were not using space inside the space we rent, most restaurants cut a deal that basically said that they were basically, it was just ba- the landlords, most landlords understood that they couldn't use the inside of the space. So how could they charge for rent? They made a deal mm-hmm. for a minimal amount like we did that allowed us to basically say, you know, survive the summer. Right. right? But the rule was and that not rules, well, basically every landlord made this deal said, once you're inside, I need rent. So when fucking needle nips besides 25% Cuomo, yeah. is enough. What is that really for us, man? 25%. It's nothing. Yeah. And the 25% that he allot, allots to us comes with fucking every scare tactic in the world. He's on that. He's on those press conferences every fucking day saying, don't go out, don't go out, don't go out. Right. But you just said 25% indoor dining. So you open up a 25% and you're like scrambling to figure out a way to get people into your place during a pandemic. And while the governor, your leader, is telling people not to do it. I'm going to open up a 25%, but don't go. Don't go. Right. Don't endanger yourself. Uh, restaurants restaurants have shown a spread of the virus. So don't go. We're open up at 25%, but don't go. Right. So you don't survive at 25%. Most restaurants, the next wave of restaurants no, how do closed, you? The next wave of restaurants closed between September or October when they started 25% in October. From October through December was the next wave of restaurants closing. Right. And now you're so right. Currently, right now, majority of places are closed. Restaurants and stuff in New York City, in the metropolitan New York area. We're talking about hundreds, right? Hundreds. So even with the vaccine, even with the even with the vaccine rollout, what is the vaccine rollout in New York? Is it like any? Maybe about a million vaccines have been administered. Right. Maybe 
I mean, is there is there like, the whole state? Is there a the little sunlight? Too. Is there a little sunlight? Maybe a couple months no, down the no, road. And here's here's why. Yeah, there's no sunlight. You know, this guy, this fucking guy, Gordon Cuomo, he wrote a fucking book and profited during this fucking time. He wrote a book. He wrote a fucking book on what? Did you see that on what? About how to handle the fucking pandemic. By the way, CNN just had three days ago. CNN had an article that said Andrew Cuomo's COVID nineteen performance may have been. Less stellar than seemed. That's okay. from CNN. So now, that clip I sent you that, I don't know yeah. if you can play it or not. I do have it. Go ahead. Play yeah. that clip. This is, this is now the next fucking, this is where we're headed. Yeah. Uh, well, I have the I have the still here. Here's uh, Cuomo did a, Chris sent this to me. It's, I guess it's from CBS News. This is Cuomo doing a press conference and he had, I guess, I guess he's doing a joke here. Is that it? Oh, dude, it's, it's just there it is. no pressure, but it's just an idea. Get engaged on Valentine's Day, on the rest of the restaurants reopening, and March 15th, you can have the wedding. 150 people. Uh, New York State is exploring uh, a low-cost New York State engagement ring uh, that we would actually make available. It has a little heart on it, little I love New York, little COVID remembrance. That's not true. No pressure. So he, he, he's promoting the fact that they're going to allow him open up at 25%. What are, you, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? You're making jokes and you're teasing people while people are fucking going poverty. Right. And fucking killing themselves because their fucking business failed. He was, Cuomo was doing a joke there. It doesn't, it, it, his. What are you talking about, man? I need a fucking leader, not a fucking clown. Right. I don't need a fucking clown up there teasing me and fucking with me every fucking day. I don't need that. And guess what else I don't need? I don't need you to tell me you're going to allow me to open up on Valentine's Day at 25% again. When the rest of the fucking state's at 50 or more. Right. I got a guy, I got a friend that, lives, that has a restaurant in Queens, right on the border of Nassau and Queens, right? He's on the Queens side, unfortunately. On the next block over, every restaurant's fucking packed. No and shit. And he's fucking closed. So tell me how that fucking makes sense. He can't have indoor dining right now, but in the Nassau side, it's 50%. So he's literally watching as his business dies. And sees across the street, Kieran. Right. Across the no, fucking under- street, packed restaurants at 50%. Unreal. How the fuck is that fair to that guy? How's that fair? Because he was a few feet away from the fucking county line? Man, I'm, get, be- I'm getting it. I'm, I am getting, I'm starting to get it. I'm getting it now. This guy is a clown. <laughs> I, I've had it. Kieran, he's a clown. Oh, he's no, I, clown. no, I, I, I completely. And then his stupid brother fucking protects him on CNN every fucking night. Oh, God. You know, they, sings his fucking praises and then they get on, then they get on together and they all joke about shit. If there's anything they that, joke about if there's shit. anything that needs to be regulated in the world, it is 24 hour cable news. All has to be regulated. No, no, no. Here's the problem. Or eliminated from the planet here's because the they, they, here's they, the thing what happened. Yeah. It, it, because that's not like news CNN, at all. There's nothing news like about it. CNN used to be mm. fucking true journalism, all right? True journalism, okay? It was, it was, there were some amazing people that worked there over the years. But now, it's all personalities. It's all personalities with their stupid fucking opinions. 
It's like, hey, I don't want to watch your. You, I don't give a fuck about your opinion. Report the fucking news. Well, basically, they went to opinions because you had three networks. You had three networks doing twenty four hour news. They couldn't yeah. actually do the yeah, news see because you you can't decipher so, between one or the other. So, by they, the way, every time I watch. I see him. He looks like he just finished sucking dick. You know what I mean? Like his face, that's, his face is all sweaty. That's his the, lips are all glossy. That's the guy like, that. That's the oh, guy that just sucked dick. That's the, that's the guy that precedes him and follows him on CNN. They both do that. <laughs> well, I think he's fucking on, on the ground gate. Yeah, I don't know. I believe that. At least I, I have I have all the respect in the world for Anderson Cooper. I think he's out. I think Cooper's great. I, mean, I think Don Lemo just is just a cocksucker. He, I mean, he is. They're cocksucker. one and the same. Him and Cuomo are one and the same. They're just the guys white and the guys black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. And then all the, that I mean, the other and then Fox suck. They all stink, man. I can't. They I, all suck. Chris, I, I don't know. We haven't spoken in a while. I I eliminated my cable for the simple fact that I don't want even want to see news anymore in my life. I don't want to see it. I don't care. You can also just do it on watch it online. I know. I can't get rid of it. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't. I don't want it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to have the Listen, power I to watch a lot of it during during the you know lead up to the election. Yeah, you know? but I had, that's it. I was done. You know, I had my fill. Just done. Yeah, I was done. So I think your story, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to give a Barstool a fucking plug here, but that dude does have $30 million in a fund, <laughs> you know, he does. And your story's good. And, and I, I guarantee you, he knows what the stand is, you know, or at least the people there do. And they know probably well, K- things KFC, that KFC follows us. Yeah. So KFC. yeah, you have, you know, we're, I mean, you know, maybe fucking, I don't know, do something. I mean, Chris, if this is not your, you did, you did an hour and 21 minutes about your story. You can listen to it here. <laughs> like, just point and put it in, listen to this. It's an hour. I know he probably doesn't have an hour to listen to it, but Christ almighty, it's a fucking nightmare, your story. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. You know, your, your club was a club where, you know, the guys like Kevin Hart and, and uh, Andrew Dice Clay and fucking Artie Lang. And everybody's like, oh, how come, how come you guys can't just go to all the big comedians and ask them to donate to save the space or keep it going? It's like, I'm not. No, why? Responsibility? It's not, yeah. It's not, it's not Kevin Hart's responsibility to save my fucking comedy club. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, we've been a few times. He's a nice guy. You know, I, I get along with him when he's here and when I've seen him in L.A. But like, you know, what are we talking about? I'm going to go ask him for fucking money. Yeah, you're going you're to run up to Dave Chappelle and go, hey, you know, how about a few? There's some people that go, hey, you took the risk. You know, you got to deal with it now. You know, it's like, this is a guy on fucking Twitter. This fucking, I don't even want to say his name or whatever, but he, he's, ba- he's basically calculated everyone's worth. All the comedians, like all the big comics worth, Jerry Seinfeld and that. Yeah. It's like if they all just put in this amount, they could save all the comics. That's their fucking money, dude. Yeah, they earned it. They don't. What are they gonna do? Yeah, you guys gotta kick back to us. No, they don't have to do that. They don't have to do anything. Right? Because you know I mean, like, when they perform on our stage, that's them basically giving something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let me do that. I want to give back to that. Let me get Jerry Seinfeld on my stage. Let me get Kevin Hart back on my stage. That's what's gonna fucking give me, you know, enough to survive. Right. Let me do that. If you let me do that, I promise you will be here. I was I was simply just trying to point out the fact that it's not like Chris runs an establishment that has like open mic nights every night. I mean, he has, you know, the creme de la creme, the the, the Adlers, the guys, the the legends, the future legends that come in and 
and perform on his stage. So it's it's not like we uh, went from you know we went from a twenty eight hundred square foot space mm. on on Third Avenue to a ninety six hundred square foot space on Sixteenth. Yeah, with two stages. With two stages, understand what that is like for everybody. We tripled in size, right? And, and now we're you know, empty. We did it. We did it because we wanted. Like we knew it was something we had to do. Like it was the right thing to do to compete. We needed to. Ex- to compete, to expand our business, you know, mm-hmm. to actually make a consistent profit and, you know, give back to the employees that have been here. Right. You know, the fact that I I can't give raises and I can't fucking, you know, do what I want to do. Like, like the core managers that have been here with us the entire time, you know, the fact that we had to cut back a little bit on their salary is fucked up. Yeah. No, because we just can't afford everybody. But if we cut back a little bit, we can afford to keep them on. So in February, are you going to be able to do something again or no? On the 14th, he's allowing 25%, which, by the way, so like what happens? That means rent kicks in. So now we owe rent, right? Right. We have to probably bring in a few extra employees because we have to anticipate having people inside. But again, 25% and really not able to use the outside yet because it's still fucking cold. You're operating literally on just that 25% and it's just not enough, man. No restaurant can survive on 25% capacity. And think about, we have, we have a bigger space so we, we can have a few extra people here. Think about a restaurant that has 20 tables. Right. At 25%, and that's not they're operating on five tables. Five fucking tables. <laughs> That's insanity, dude. In New York City, New York I mean, City, to do that, City, to do that in the middle of Kansas would be hard. To do that in the middle of West Virginia would be hard. To do it in New York City is nearly—it's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible. So yeah. it's like, what are you? Doing Unless you're charging like six hundred dollars a burger. What are you telling us at twenty-five percent? Yeah. You're telling us I don't give a shit enough about you or your restaurant, right? Or whatever the fuck you do. Because I got the rest of the state operating at half percent, yeah. half capacity. But you guys, fuck you. All right. Fuck you. Unreal. I mean, you're, you're, you're literally drowning all of us. You're, you're taking our hands and you're pushing it in the water. And one by one, they're dying. You're killing them. Not, not them. They're not killing themselves. They're trying to survive. You're literally pushing their heads on the water. Is this like, I mean, no, it's like, I'm like wondering if they're taking advantage of the COVID just to get rid of small business. There are they? I feel like, I feel like that's what it is. I feel like there's some kind of windfall. Yeah. Basically, they're going to make a deal with fucking corporate chains, let them sweep through Manhattan and, you know, get rid of any small business that was. Because what you have described, anytime the government gets involved with you or you have to go and and talk to the government about some help or something. There's nothing but snafus after snafu in the, in the literature they give you in order for you not to have to have to like the loan thing to have to pay it back. Look, I went to college. My brother went to college. You know, are we the smartest people in the world? No. Um, but the fact that he and I have to become diligent and read every single thing a million times to catch Something to make sure. Right. 
Think about the time spent just on that. Yeah, and they're paying like a fucking... Because your fucking... Because your language is so warped, I have to point out the absurdities of it in order for us to actually get anything. Right. They wrote that... They wrote that those those bills and those rules. Some fucking lawyer did it. Right. And it, I would imagine it was constructed. Some lawyer, some lawyer it was, within the government, whatever, whoever the fucking attorney, whatever the fuck. I would imagine it's. That's con- who's right. They're it, not consulting restaurant owners. No, They're but saying, they wrote what it. Do you need? They, I think their intention was to make it confusing uh, oh, who, for you to say, ah, oh, fuck it. I don't want to take the money. And then and then make it certainly confusing for you to if you wanted to take it then you're going to fuck up and have to owe us to pay us back in when you when they first gave you the it's a win-win for them that thing when they first made you apply for, when they first yeah had you apply for the loans the rules changed kieran i don't want to i i kid you not on a weekly basis <laughs> yeah you know what we did when we got the makes loan? fucking sense man it's the government you know what we did we banked it we banked the whole loan we said I don't know what the fuck is going to happen because mm-hmm. they keep changing the rules. So I'm not using it until I get fucking full clarity. Yeah, that's smart. Because if I got to do, if I got to do, if they fucking change the shit the way they've been changing it against right. us, then I'm just going to write a fucking check and go, here, you can have this right back. I'm not taking it. Yeah. Because that's how fucked up it was. So it took about three months after we, we got the fucking loan to actually start using it because... We just weren't scared that some other fucking rule was going to change. Right. You would do something and then the rule will come in and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, we just screwed up. And they not go, hey, that's not allowed. We're not going to forgive that. Right. Yeah, right. So now, oh then God. you got to get lawyers involved and go to court. Oh, and, it's ridiculous. What a fucking nightmare. It's ridiculous. And the, it's so unfortunate. I mean, insult to injury. Like, we, we were, we don't, we, our license is not expiring anytime soon, but there, there have been friends of mine that, have liquor licenses coming up for a renewal. Yeah. Knowing how desperate everybody is. Why don't you just extend it through this period? Right. No, they wanted their fucking money in the state. Right. Fuck you. They pay wanted me. their five grand for the fucking liquor license. Renewal. Fuck you. Pay me five grand at a time like this. Yeah. For liquor. And you, and you have to pay it right. all at once. They don't do payment plans. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That. You have to pay it. Otherwise, you got a 30-day time period, and they take your license. That's shit. And so a guy who's not, who has a bar, mm-hmm. right, who can't open right now because he doesn't have food, it's just a bar, but he has to still pay for a liquor license that he can't use. Holy shit. Think about how warped. <laughs> yeah. It's warped. It's warped, dude. It doesn't make sense. It's an absolute. I don't know. I mean, think about it, man. Just think about the absurdity of what you're doing. You're you're asking me for five grand to renew my liquor license, but I have no idea when I can use it again. None. This is like it's really sad. I mean, is that play? Is there anybody else in that facility with you right now? Are you the only? No This, no that is New York. This is that is New York City right now. Right now, currently, Chris. I had a guy. I had a guy who came here for brunch at two o'clock, and he stayed till the end. <laughs> and that's it. Just because it was unlimited vimo- uh, vimosas. 
we need that brunch promo. Where you, you know, yeah, eat, yeah. You can you can drink mimosas or bloody marys, uh, you know, all day long. So you yeah. are sitting in the so, middle. So I You're, lost money on that guy because he just kept drinking. You were currently sitting in a 9,600-square-foot 9, yeah. uh, comedy club by yourself in the middle of Manhattan in a snowstorm. Yeah, thanks to you. Thanks to me <laughs> to talk on this little podcast. <laughs> hey, it's good to get your story out there, though. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, that place used to be such a vibrant – before COVID, that place was so vibrant. I'm not, I'm not trying to brag it was great to see it yeah as vibrant as it was it was talked like it to was have experienced a year away meaning yeah. from our last location to the new location we were gone a year right right we were doing pop up shows all over the city and stuff just to like keep the fan base you know fed right keep the name out there but but to be away from our home for a year mm. to have it open to go through tragedy to fucking face this pandemic, it's fucked up. It's yeah. just, it's fucked up. And, you know, it takes a toll on all of us. You know, we're all, you know, the, you know, we're now three partners. It used to be four. And because it's three and not four, the toll is even greater because three of us now have to make up for the fourth. Right. And, you know, I got to say, there's been a lot of emotional moments in that we would say, certainly many times, we can't let this fail because we don't want to let it fail for him. Yeah, I understand. You know, we, don't, we don't want that to happen. We want his kids to have a place to go for years upon years to feel like they're part of something, too. This is what my dad... That their, yeah. their father built and yeah. their father was a part of. Not just building the location, but building a culture, you know, mm. and... Understanding how important that was, and is still is, because it's it's not it's not just a restaurant. It's a place where comedians are nurtured. It's a place where creativity is nurtured. It's a place where yeah, I mean, we do have a fantastic restaurant, and it's you know it's a great place to hang out, and people literally come here to have joy, and it's all he ever give a fuck about. He you know whether or not we'd make a fucking dime off this place. But the fact that he, the fact that there would be people enjoying themselves and something he created, took part in and mm. created, that's what motivated him. Yeah. That's what motivated me and you know everybody else. And we did it for the right reasons. Like, listen, I mean, I, I like same guy who I told you, like I, you know, who, who I invest with and says, you know, fuck off if I ever tell him how to, you know, invest money or anything. Like that. Yeah. That same guy said, "You'll never make money in the restaurant." Yeah. Don't do this to yourself. Right. To a man, we were all told, don't do this. Right. Because you will never make money. They're right. <laughs> They're absolutely right. But it's not through your own, it's not again, because of lack of despite, talent despite or creativity. We were advised, yeah. Despite what we were advised, we did it because we had a passion for it. Right. We did it because we felt it was needed. I remember you know that. I, mean? I remember going to see you and Dave. Before the first uh, stand ever opened up in your offices, I don't know what those those are, I guess the CH offices, right? Yeah, and he, on Fourteenth uh, Street. It's something. It was a long time ago. It was a really long time ago, and uh, yeah, I just I, I remember just being up there, and you you were talking about yeah, we're gonna we're building this climate club, and uh, it's pretty much based on around uh, how us as a group 
view comedy. We want to have a place where people can go and do uncensored stuff yeah, and create a home. Yeah, you yeah, know, create a real home for comedians. Yeah, a we're not home for comedy fans. Yeah, yeah, home for want, comedy what fans. What we wanted was to yeah, we wanted to lift up the fucking you know what the, what the idea of going to a comedy club was supposed to be. Mm. It wasn't supposed to be some divey place with two drink minimums. It was supposed to be a place you would go and hang out for five hours. Right. A culture. You know, even if even if you were by yourself, you can come here, watch two shows if you wanted, watch three shows if you wanted, have dinner, drink at the bar, meet new people, create friendships. There have been people that have met here, that got engaged here, mm-hmm. that have gone on to get married. I mean, like, it's... It's a special place for those types of reasons, right? I mean, and everybody, every restaurant has those stories. And to be treated the way we're being treated, it's like, it's like, really, man? Like, do we really, do we really got to deal with this? And what's even worse is this guy, for some reason, has it out for fucking comedy. Cuomo. He singled us, he singled us out one time in a radio interview he did. Andrew he said, Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo singled out comedy clubs and said, are they really essential? Do we really need to laugh? Oh, you know, fuck. go fuck. to a place and laugh? Now, now I'm an Andrew Cuomo. You can do that at home. And, and Oh, but your fucking press conferences are a ball of laughs. Right, yeah. You're, fucking, yeah here it is again, day. right you can here. You jokes about your Get engaged family and on Valentine's single. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Get engaged on Valentine's Day and have yeah. the party on the 15th. And basically... Basically, so he's saying have the party in March when they're allowing gatherings of up to 150 people. Oh, outdoors. in March. Yeah. Outdoors. Yeah. Guess what's outdoors? City fucking parks that you have to pay for permits <laughs> to get married to get married in. Uh, you fucking cocksucker. City and state parks. Kieran, where else can you get married outdoors? What's happening, my home state, you, dude? What's happening, my some, home state? You got some restaurant, well, you know, some rooftop places, yeah. I'm sure, that are going to charge an arm and a leg to fucking get married in. But otherwise, if you want to get married outdoors, you get married on state and city beaches and parks. Yeah, are they going to charge? Are clubs like gonna, this Comedy Cellar and in, in, in Carolines and those? No one's open, man. They're all no fucking open. done, huh? All Everything's closed. Like the uh, the Dangerfields called it a day. That's the oldest yeah, club in New York. That's right, yeah. They basically said we're done. We're not coming back. Right. Uh, Creek in the Cave was a small indie theater in uh, Queens on Long Island City. Did a lot of alternative comedy. Yeah. And it was run by this a woman, Rebecca Trent, who's you know basically like the mother hen of comedy in New York City. Uh-huh. Everybody who knows knows. She's gone, you know, and she had been there for over ten years, and it's, she's just gone. And it's fucking sad because she helped so many people at that venue along the way. And I mean, it's, she, couldn't it's, make, she couldn't make it. No. She couldn't make it. She got she got the original initial loan, but she couldn't make it to the next loan. It's over. I mean, think about it. You spent you spent your last ten plus years building this fucking place. And you saw the down the highs and lows of it. You watched amazing things be created there, and now it's gone. And you, you no fault of your up, own. And you wake up every morning. You look at yourself in the mirror and you say, "What do I do now?" Right. This was my life. Right. I have nothing else. What do I do now? 
And that's what people are seeing. And there's some people who fucking, you know, hurt themselves. You know, some people that become even more dire. Because what do they have left, man? They're drinking, doing drugs. They're fucking, you know, homeless. I mean, it's, you know, people are like, well, what are you supposed to do with the pandemic? Everybody's going to get sick. People are dying. It's like, yeah, I get it. I get that part. But you're basically making us choose the way we die. Right. Either you're going to die from a virus or you're going to die from dire circumstances. Either way, you suffer. As a small business owner, yeah. And, and then you got a governor making jokes on a fucking stage. How ironic is that? Fucking <laughs> Wow. That's a good way to wrap it up, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, Chris. I had... I kind of had an idea, but not really to the extent. It's a, it's been a marathon. I, I literally didn't think we were going to do an hour and 45 minutes on that. <laughs> you know, but it, it was important to do. I mean, I was, I mean, I had things loaded up. I had, I mean, I'll do this on the next show, but I had like a, you know, fat guy thing. and <laughs> I had Paige Sparenick. I had a, you know, a guest. Randall, I we're going to do the random questions. Uh, I think I'll, I'll, flesh, I'll save, I'll save them for, I'll maybe I'll, you know, I don't know. Are I, you doing a show next week for the Super Bowl? No, right? No, not, no, I will not be doing it. I'll probably do one, another show before then. I'm not doing a show. You want to do Super one Bowl. random question? I want to do a random question. Let's do one random question. Just, just to end on something happier. It's something positive? Uh, yeah. Hold on. I got to find my notes. I don't know what I did with them. Mm. Oh, did I? Hold on. Is it? What a terrible fucking. Oh, my God. I don't know how you get up in the morning. I really don't. I don't know how you do it. But it's good that you are because you're fighting a good fight. By the way, uh, starting tomorrow, I'm putting a shirt on sale. What is it? Uh, we've never done merch, by the way. Oh, the stand's never, never done merch? I always wanted a stand in my C3 okay. shirt. And that's something we just never did. It was always kind yeah. of cheesy. Yeah. But Elon Musk, a while, like two weeks ago, put out a tweet that said, legalized comedy. That is, yeah, that's hilarious. I saw that. And I'm, I'm going to take that, put it on a fucking shirt. And yeah. Sell it from the stand. Absolutely. So look out for that, guys. We're selling hoodies and fucking T-shirts and all that stuff. Uh, proceeds will go to our staff and mm. trying to help people survive here. But either way, you know, you need a motivation to wear that shirt. I mean, it's basically everyone go fuck themselves. That's why. We want, we want I want one of those. I'll I'll pay sixty dollars for a legalized comedy. I think we I think it's much cheaper than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But I, I mean, appreciate just to, it. Just to help out, I'll pay sixty. I think we're like doing like twenty twenty five dollars. That's fine, but you know, make it thirty five. Give you a tough an extra. People right, selling thirty five. No problem. I mean, fucking Mark Wahlberg's got a whole fucking line of bullshit out there. It's the worst name for fucking goddamn a line what of clothing. It? What is it? It's called municipal. <laughs> it's called municipal, right? It's like a, but it, you know what it, it was. You know what it was. What he basically just said, "Let's take the most corporate or s- political state word, yeah. most boring word, yeah, and it, see if I can make money on it." Right, and you think it would be like a clothing line developed like low prices for the working class. A T-shirt is like sixty-five dollars. Mark Wahlberg <laughs> is so backwards. <laughs> Fuck that guy. 
forgot how much you hate him. I Dude, I hate Mark Wahlberg to a... He's one of them oh things. God. He's just... I know for... It just annoys me that I don't know for certainty, but I know he's the biggest colossal douche ever. And if... <laughs> And if, I don't agree. If any, but I, I get it. I get it. Personally, like if you couldn't hang out with a guy and man, be he's like, a really cool guy. I man, don't I think so. I don't think. Have him come to the club. You hang out with him for a night. I guarantee you at the end of that night. I've, met, I've met his brother. I'm sure he's great. But Mark, in particular, yeah, you're going to be like, that guy rode me the wrong way. You know? All right. Yeah, I'm telling you. I just know it. I can smell it. Like I can smell, you know. Vagina. I'll find that. I'll do, I'll do some digging to see what kind of person he is. I'm telling you, there, there's somebody you know. Never heard anything bad. I've never heard anything bad about him. There, yeah, but but he's such a he's dude. The guy's worth like a half a billion dollars. Look what he did with Michelle Williams. He gave her. It was uh, that movie, All the Money in the World. Mm. He had to come in to replace Kevin Spacey after the whole sex thing. Yeah. And she was getting paid like fucking peanuts, and they gave him like ten fucking million dollars to come in. After everything was filmed, and to do all the Kevin Spacey scenes. All right, I'm not saying the guy hasn't done everything. And she was like, "Look, you know, I'm not here to complain, but you know, ten million dollars. I've been working on this film for, you know, two years. Right. And he gave her fucking half his money. All right. I mean, I guess he's done some good things. You know. I mean, come on. You know, shithead doesn't do that. That's a guy with a conscience. You know. So you're gonna. You know. Yeah, but do you think he didn't benefit somehow? Like he, he didn't have to do it. He could have just shut his mouth and not said anything. I'm just saying, there's something about him. I'm just saying, I don't know for certain. I'm just saying, there's something there. I don't want to do. Well, I'm going to save the random questions because they're you know. Just do one. Just do one. There's not many great ones. I mean, there are some. I mean, a lot of the people that were sending in the random questions. Random just question at lunaticradio.com. Random question at lunaticradio.com. It's uh, the only fan interaction of the whole show. Let's yeah. Uh, okay. Here's a random question: uh, If you if you if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? And another additional random question: Alive or dead? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he didn't he didn't specify. That's I mean, from uh, it's Michael Beasy. Sentimental thing. I mean, it's definitely gonna be someone alive or dead. Any, yeah. Anybody. Anybody. I mean. Yeah. I mean. I got the go-to is, you know, I lost my cousin a long time ago to Hodgkin's disease. Should be the number one person I would go to dinner with. Uh, Michael Beasy sent that random question. And if you could have dinner with anybody, who would it be? Mine would be absolutely. I'm thinking about in the moment. I live in a moment. Leroy Jenkins is going, Leroy Jenkins is going with Dave Portnoy. Not a bad one. It's not a bad one. Leroy's big into the Dave Portnoy, I guess. I'm going to go with uh, the Instagram golfer model, Paige Spernick. Because she's just very I would do Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. There you go. In the moment. In the I moment. Just, I can look at him while I'm cutting steak the entire time. <laughs> this is what I've been going through. Hey, Andrew, I'm going to cut 20. I'm, I'm just going to eat. I'm just going to eat 25% of this and save the rest of you. Yeah. <laughs> See? Getting yeah. off on a high note. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, there's Paige Spernick, everybody. See her on your screens if you're watching it on YouTube. She's got great cans. And she does the golfing thing on the Instagrams that everybody loves. And don't forget the silhouette challenge on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, don't forget the silhouette challenge on TikTok because Chris is into that shit. All right. So that's the, uh, I mean, it was it was small business uh, jamboree right here on the Lunatic Radio Show. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. 
Uh, I was I was planning on doing a regular radio show, but you know, uh, fuck it. You know, we need to we need, we need to know. Hey, Chris, talk for a second. Can I hear your voice over the music? No, you can't. There's some see something's wired. Something is still wired wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna cut the music because I I want to hear you say goodbye. So uh, thank you. Thank you uh, for uh, checking Thanks out the Thanks for li- listening to my drivel for yeah. the last two hours or whatever it's been. I appreciate the time to vent. Are, is it, is it, is just it know sti- that there's a lot of people worse off than we, even we are. Yeah. And it's a pretty bad fucking time for people. Is the uh, Stanway MYC on TikTok? <laughs> it's not? Yes, it is. It is? Yes, it is. On all social media. The Stan NYC. The Stan NYC. Awesome. At the Stan NYC on all social medias. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And whatever the fuck else is out there. The country needs to hear this story. Leroy Jenkins. Yes. Absolutely. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on the Lunatic Radio Show. There'll be one more show before the Super Bowl. Okay? I'll figure out when. Later! 